time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It is October 19, 2020. You know what this day is? It's convention day. Virtual convention day starts here in about 30 minutes. The NBA will be kicking off their first ever annual virtual conference, obviously because of COVID and making sure everyone stays safe. But anyway, looking forward to hearing about that next week. We'll talk about that. We're going to have Dawn Williams, one of my favorite people there at the NBA. There's so many favorites there. So she's just one of them. Really sweet. Coming on and talking to us about the conference next week. And then we're going to start a whole series of what technology has been announced at this conference that is going to help you in underwriting loans faster, improving your service. So you're going to want to stay tuned to a lot of the podcasts that are coming up here. Very exciting. So good to have you here as our listeners. Again, this podcast is created by Mortgage Professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're so grateful to have you as our listener. Again, our commitment is to bring you timely information that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. That's why we kind of stay in an audio format, keep flirting with video, but most people say, don't bother, stay with the audio only. In the Hot Topics segment today, we've got a good friend of mine, David Norris, who is CEO. He's a cyclist, an investor, a board member, an advisor, and a serial entrepreneur. We're going to be talking about what you could do to impact companies, what he is doing, and what others like David are doing, and myself are doing, to have a high impact. So... We're talking with him about coaching, and he has extensive experience in governance as well as a wide range of boards and committees. So talking about executive coaching and making a difference. So David's a good friend, and we'll introduce him a little bit more, get a little more background on him later in the Hot Topics segment. We're proud to be a part of the Industry Syndicate, industrysyndicate.com, list of where you can see all so many great podcasts out there. Encourage you to check it out. Also, check out mortgagemedia.com, great place to find out what's happening in other aspects. So they serve two different audiences and I encourage you to check out both of those websites, which has other podcasts and information. Special thank you to our sponsors, Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Be sure to check out the interview we did with Marina Walsh on September 14, 2020. Talked about the margins that were going on in the industry. She and Michael will be presenting, Michael Fratentotti will be presenting tomorrow at the virtual conference and can't wait to get the updated statistics of what's going on. There's just always one of those to go. I'd love to sit down and talk to you, but I got to go listen to Marina and Michael. So they're going to be presenting tomorrow. So if you're not registered, it's still not too late to register for the conference. Also, I want to say a special thank you to Finastra, whose Fusion Mortgage Bot solution automatically addresses compliance issues while delivering enhanced power satisfaction. Be sure to check out the program on August 24th, my birthday. Steve Hogue joined us on the podcast. We did an interview talking about data or some of the growth where the technology is growing to and from their perspective by Steve. So great stuff there. Also, Lenders One. I listened to Justin Demolia's interview that we did on June 1st, 2020. And uh, 
great interview as well as the mortgage collaborative. Both of these collaboratives create competitive advantages for the lender and vendor members. And then also we had Michael Jones on on September 21st with CMLA, the Community Mortgage Lenders Association of America. Had him on as a guest. We're grateful for their partnership. And then also August 31st, we had Linda Bomar and then Narayan from Indicom talking about how they offer outsourcing and compliance solutions for every stage of the mortgage cycle. They do some amazing things, especially with some of the intelligence, AI, machine learning, got into a lot of that. Accelerate, this company helps lenders close more loads, engaging better with borrowers and prospects. Be sure to check out the interview on August 17th with Josh Friend. And then also, we have an updated interview September 7th, 2020, Ainsworth discussion that we had on the website there at the AinsworthAdvisors.com, as well as AI Assist, as well as Celebrity Home Loans and Noviant which really does so much to help you optimize your mortgage executions as well as Knowledge Coop, Mobility RE, Modex, Velma, VendorSurf, Vidyard, and many more. Check out all of our sponsors up on our sponsorship page. So grateful to have them help make this podcast possible. And of course, we have a special thank you every week to Alice, Andy, Helen, and Matt for their contributions. Let's get over to Rob Van Rapphorst with this week's Mortgage minute. Rob, what you have for us, my friend? Hi, I'm Rob Van Rappos. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, MBA submitted comments supporting FHFA's proposed rule to extend the current GSE affordable housing goals by one year to allow for a better assessment of the economic landscape. With the COVID-19 pandemic in mind, MBA believes that it is appropriate to maintain the current requirements for another year to gather data before establishing the next set of three-year goals. FHFA will review the public comments and publish a final rule on the GSE's affordable housing goals in the coming weeks. Also last week, MBA submitted a letter to Senators Moran and Sheehan thanking them for introducing S-4670, the Preserving Equity on Main Street Act. The bill would provide a temporary bridge to commercial real estate borrowers that could be utilized even where existing loan agreements do not permit a borrower to take on additional debt. The bill follows a similar, similar effort. H.R. 7809, the HOPE Act, which was introduced in July and aims to provide temporary liquidity to CRE borrowers affected by the pandemic. That's it for now. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Rob Van Rapport. Check out the website, mba.org, Mortgage Bank Association. Also want to recommend that you get Sign up on your smartphone to get and become a member of the Mortgage Action Alliance, MAW, Mortgage Action Alliance. Search that on your phone so that you can have your voice heard. You do not have to be a member of the MBA. Have your voice heard on the Hill. They do such a great job of representing us. We're so grateful for that partnership. Les Parker's here with the updated TM Spotlight and this week's macro view of the markets. I can't wait to see what play on words that they have out here. So let's what you got for us. Right? TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Power Seller, making hedging easy. Bonds going back to their roots. Another day, another door, another high, another low. Rates bottom, rates bottom, rates bottom. I'm going back to my roots. Have rates bottomed? It was another up-and-down week in a topsy-turvy world. U.S. stocks continue to wiggle over the magnitude and timing of economic support to businesses and individuals. 
the momentum shifts to Trump due to the documented evidence of Biden's corruption. As the story grows, expect the fixed income markets to price a stronger recovery and resurgence of inflation than it had priced previously. It's made bonds lose its bulk trend. These views are my own. Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. Bonds going back to bear roots. Ah, good song. I like that. That's a good job. I always love how Les mixes in lyrics of a popular tune in with his forecast. Check out all of his forecasts at tmspotlight.com to subscribe to Les's free newsletter. But also you can get that paid version by inputting in the word power and uh, check it out. Very good. Matt Grams got a market update. So glad to have Matt and the service. If you have not checked out mbslive.net, you need to do so. I've got it here on my screen, always behind me. Anyone's on a Zoom call, they go, oh, what's the markets doing? I see you got MBS Live up in the background. I do. I have it always going. Good service. I love it. So let's get Matt's update for this week. This is Matt Graham with the MBS Live market update. Last week was a week of consolidation and counterattack for bonds. What did they have to counterattack against? That would be the previous week's breakout of a very narrow trading range in Treasury yields and the bond market in general. 0.72 had been a ceiling for 10-year yields for several months, arguably with one small breakout in late August. And the range had been getting narrower and narrower heading into three weeks ago. And two weeks ago, the attack, if you will, bond yields broke up and out of that range from 0.72 all the way up to roughly 0.8 at times. And this 0.8, 0.79 pivot point is a ceiling that will come into play again soon, very likely. But more on that in a moment. Last week was the counterattack against that breakout of 0.72. Yields moved nicely lower to start the week. And it looked for a moment as if we might be able to get back into that previous nice low narrow range under 0.72. But despite several attempts at that, bonds weren't able to make it under 0.72 and actually visibly bounced several times. And when we see that from a technical standpoint, when a ceiling or a previous ceiling turns into a floor and then acts like a floor and rates bounce on that, it can be a little bit of a disconcerting technical sign. Technicals aside, we actually saw on Friday the return of some rather clear-cut correlation between economic data and movement in the bond market. And that's not something that we have been able to rely on very much recently. I'm talking about retail sales coming in at 1.9 versus forecasts of 0.7. And then core retail sales, the component that strips out some of the more volatile components, came in at 1.4 versus 0.2 expectations. That number had actually been negative last month. So this is a surprisingly strong showing for retail sales growth, and bond markets were clearly willing to react on Friday morning. And that simply reinforced this bounce up and away from 0.72. In other words, the counterattack made a nice showing, but it ultimately failed. And last week ultimately confirmed a move up from that previously narrow range. Is that the end of the world? Definitely not. 0.79 in the longer term has been a ceiling that goes back many months and is arguably the post-COVID ceiling 
with the exception of early June when yields went all the way up to 0.96. Are we going to break 0.79 and head back up to 0.96? That's really a debate that's central to uh, rate strategists right now. And there's a lot of speculation on how soon it can happen, if it will happen, and what would cause it to happen. So before we get ahead of ourselves on that, let's talk about what's coming up this week. In terms of economic data, it's a very light week, and we really only have the housing-related reports coming out, with only a few exceptions. Today, NAHB Home Builder Confidence is already out. Again, a record high, two points higher than last time. Of course, builders are happy because inventory among existing home sellers continues to be very low. People want to move to the suburbs. Builders build in the suburbs. It's a great time to be a builder. Housing starts is tomorrow. That's expected to be similarly balmy, not a record high by any means, but definitely continuing to operate at levels that are much higher than they were for the past several years. Wednesday with us, as always, is MBA's application data. That's a every week report as opposed to an every month report. And then on Thursday, we do have existing home sales forecast to come in at 6.3 million. That would be an improvement from the previous post-crisis high which was last month, and it would be not anywhere near the pre-crisis highs, uh, which were seen in 2005 when it was all the way up to 7.23 million. Uh, some might argue at an unsustainable pace at the time. So the bounce back in existing home sales, notwithstanding all the stuff I just said about builders and new homes, has also been nothing short of impressive. It doesn't have the same bragging rights as being able to say it's at an all-time high, but it's a lot higher than a lot of people thought it would be at this stage in the recovery. In terms of threats ahead for bonds and uh, financial markets in general, there is a lot to consider and discuss with respect to stimulus and uh, the presidential election. I think we can talk more about the election probably next week. I will just say for today that there's a wide difference of opinion, and I think cases could be made either way. And we also want to consider who ends up controlling House and Senate. As far as stimulus is concerned, that's the biggest existential threat to the bond market right now, mainly because treasuries are used to pay for the thing and because stimulus does stuff to the economy that is bad for treasuries. It encourages investors to shift to riskier assets like stocks. It can help the economy. It can support higher rates by making the economy stronger. And it can drive inflation, which is also ultimately going to be bad for rates. All of that, plus it takes treasuries to pay for the thing, meaning higher treasury supply and supply demand 101. Although the things being equal, higher supply is going to equal lower prices and higher yields. It's a double whammy for treasuries and obviously something that is a big component of why rates are as high as they are, even though they're not high, right? But they would be much lower if all of the existing realities were in place, taking away stimulus. So why aren't rates moving higher already? Simply put, they know stimulus is coming. They just don't know when or how big it's going to be. So all of the time that can pass between now and then is just going to be slightly better for treasuries than if stimulus were happening right now and if it were huge because it's doing more incremental damage to the economy and it's giving the bond market that much more time without having to cope with massive amounts of new issuance. Either way, I think people should be prepared for the possibility of rates to move higher before they move lower but ultimately it will depend on the path of the pandemic. So if things get bad into the winter, we can definitely retest some lower range boundaries, but if things go surprisingly better than expected, 
then we shouldn't be surprised to see rates continue to move higher. Yeah, I kind of of the opinion we could see things going better than expected. Uh, a lot of interesting things going on. It's interesting that it was noted about where we stand with the election potential outcome here. So a lot of optimism going towards we're going to have another four years of Trump. For those of you who don't like him, I'm sorry. That's just uh, it's a bummer. So good to have the report from Matt. Appreciate that. Also, when you enter in to sign up free trial, if you put LOLs for Lickin' Unlending, LOL, you will get if the trial extended for another two weeks. So check it out. Alice Alvey. So good to have you here, Alice. Appreciate you, all that's going on. And I know you're anxious to get off and into listening to the opening speeches on the NBA. So I appreciate you joining us now for a quick update. Alice is CMB, Vice President of Education and Training at Union Home Mortgage. And she's here with this week's legislative update. What you got? Hi, Dave. Hello, everybody. Yes, I am super excited to see how MBA does this. It looks well thought out. I mean, when you look at the agenda, you feel like you're going to the same old conference. And the best part is I didn't have to get on a plane and pack like three sets of clothes for every day. So I love that. But it looks great. So I encourage everyone to try and get in there and participate. This is our new world. And as we all know, a lot of companies are already really thinking that January is not a reality to get back to work into the offices. And even schools and lots of companies are already thinking we're into the spring. So how many of you out there really thought that back last March when everyone had to race to go work from home, if someone would have said to you, you'd be there a year minimum, would you have believed them? So I'm all for Lots of big planning, and what I'm going to listen for during this MBA event is I want to hear what they're saying about GSE conservatorship and getting them out of that, really trying to understand the impact of COVID and what they see as the impact for 2021. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm tired of 30-day extensions of the COVID underwriting guidelines, right? Give us 60 or 90 days for crying out loud since everyone's working from home. That impacts some states with licensing and just listening overall for some guideline announcements. We find the agencies like to announce certain things at this event. So they've got all the big speakers and I'll let you all have the update next week. As far as what's pending right now, just a heads up, HUD's disparate impact rule was a final rule back on September 24th and its effective date is October 26th. So next week, just a heads up, this actually made life a lot easier from a fair lending standpoint where we had a lot of issues with trying to document the burden. Where did the burden lie to be able to test for fair lending? So this rule gave a lot of illustrations, actually gave some better guidance. So that goes into effect October 20th. Uh, One other quick note, HUD's forbearance mortgagee letter 2020-30, that goes into effect also in two weeks from now. So make sure you've got everything understood. That's another thing I'm hoping we find out at the MBA conference. Uh, We usually get some good information in our FHA subcommittee to find out what FHA is going to do related to purchases of forbearance. So if my borrower was in forbearance on their current home and now they're going to buy a new one, we need a little clarity on that guidance as well. The only bill that's out there, folks, or even a rule open for comment while Congress is out campaigning, there was a new bill that was introduced a few weeks ago that we should be adding a question to the 1003 on whether someone has had or is in the military service. So I doubt Mm. anybody's changing the 1003 after we've been two years in limbo. We are all planning. Actually, the agencies have pilots starting now. Other lenders are starting soon in November here and getting ready 
for over the next couple of months with the new 1003. So I'll be reporting on that as well. The official date is March 1st for everybody, but we've got lots of lenders kicking the tires on it right now. So we'll, we'll keep you updated. Hopefully it won't be too painful if we've had plenty of time to prepare. So that's my update for now, Dave. I'll pass it back to you and have a wonderful day. Good. Thank you so much. I wish you could stay with us for the interview, but I know how excited you are to attend. So I know you're going to sign off at this point, but thanks so much for joining us and look forward to seeing you at the conference virtually. All right. Thank you so much. Thank Enjoy you. The conference. I look forward to your Thank report you. next week. Appreciate it. Alan Pollock would normally be here. I want to talk just briefly about some things that Alan and I are planning. It's really exciting. We're working on a tech stack podcast. We're going to be talking more about technology and the things that are enabling it. We're forming a whole new podcast related to that. We've talked about that. It's really going to happen one way or another. We are going to be doing a technology podcast. If you're interested in advertising on that, we'd love to talk to you. You should go to our website, check it out there. But Bill Pharmacist and his team represent that podcast as well. And we'll be out there and at the conference talking about that. So be looking forward to hearing your feedback and also your suggestions, what you would like to see discussed on Tech Stack Radio, where we're talking about the technology stack that's in every company and growing. So much to talk about. But it ends this week's update. Folks, next week, we're going to have Don Williams on talking about the conference that has now started. And I'm going to go over to that conference right now. So we're going to be exiting stage right here immediately so we can get over to this conference and the first virtual conference of its kind, the MBA, our annual conference. We miss so many, many, many people out there. We would love to see all of you. And we will be getting together again soon. But let's get together and support this industry. And specifically, I think the heart and soul of the industry is what the MBA is representing to us. They do a great job. Be sure to get registered. If you haven't already, get out and register. It's not too late. You can participate and then you get copies. The nice thing about being a virtual conference is the sessions you miss, you can then come back and download and listen again. So be sure to come back here next week, folks. Appreciate you all. One special thank you goes out to our sponsors. Of course, the MBA, Finastra. CMLA, Indicom, Accelerate, Ainsworth Advisors, Mobility RE, Modex, and so many more. Go check them out in our advertising sponsor page on our website, lickitonlending.com. Have a great week, everybody, and look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.